1: Hello and uh, welcome to Investigate Earth Podcast. I'm your host, Chad, alongside my wife, Sherry. How's everybody doing?
2: Hello out there.
1: Hope everybody is doing fantastic this evening. It is uh, July 26, 2022 at 8.24 p.m. Uh, We thank each and every one of you from around the world for listening to our podcast and getting the truth out there in the world that the media continues to lie to people about um I we really do think this podcast episode in particular I mean there's there's so many of our podcasts we do that are important. So I always say this. I don't always say this, but this is important. It's important for people to truly understand, realize and, and awaken, not not be awoke, <laughs> not but awaken. Awoke, but awaken. Yeah, but be awakened by what is actually going on. What is on our doorstep, what is... Right in front of our faces. Probably through our doorstep already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if the United States and Canada and Australia and New Zealand and Sweden and all these other countries in the UK, you know, if those were houses, just imagine the New World Order is already through your doorstep probably and into your kitchen at this time. But eventually, very, very shortly, they're going to make their way to your bedroom, which is your most private and intimate and all those places. It's... It's where you hold everything private and true and, and where you hold everything that you've ever believed in or or went by or whatever the case is. That, that is, That's about to go away because they're going to invade, and they already are.
2: Absolutely, they are.
1: So and we're going to talk about the New World Order this evening. We're going to talk about the Great Reset. We're going to talk about the latest and the greatest, greatest reset breaking news. So stay tuned for that. Um, Guys, like I said, thank you from around the world for listening to our podcast. We really do appreciate all your support. Uh, We did have an episode out last night that we were going to talk about New World Order, and uh, it's gone for whatever reason. Um, (laughs) So we are doing this again. Now, we don't know for sure if it's our fault or
2: Yeah, I know. But just so you guys know, I did really good on that one, and I was so bummed (laughs) that (laughs) it did not take. Darn it. So if I don't do as good on this one, then you can just say, well, Sherry did good on the first take." <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I was really excited about it, you know, and then it just disappeared. So there we go. And here we are again.
1: Yeah. So guys, um, and before we get into this, I do want to mention, we do have our truthworldorder.com up. That is our members only paid platform where we will be, uh, we already have one, uh, exclusive episode on the website for our members. And we will soon be posting videos and other daily, or not daily, weekly content on there. Um, we're also going to have giveaways. We're going to have um, all kinds of things that just, uh, in- unless you're a member, you're not going to be able to access. And And also, it just helps us to be able to make sure that we have somewhere to go in the event we are banned or in the event that we are censored or the fact that maybe you guys one day don't find us anymore. That's all very possible. And... You know, to be honest, like the more listeners we get and the bigger we get, I guess you can say, um, you know, it's it's more worrisome to us for sure because, you know, the more eyes that are on Mm -hmm. us than other, you know, the people that really matter, the people that would censor us or whatever the case is, then their eyes start getting on us more. And so we've already seen like, especially with COVID stuff and, and any of our Uh, content like that, it's been pushed down, you know, I mean, some of our episodes, like I've actually looked on Spotify, which is our biggest uh, platform where most of our listeners come from. Uh, You know, I've looked on there. We were looking, you know, anything we do COVID wise, it would just, it's hard to find us, Mm -hmm. you know, on certain things. Now some of our older episodes are, you know, they're everywhere on there, but like our newer stuff, you can tell they're doing something different with algorithms in order for people not to be able to find us. So that's the reason why we created Truth World Order as well. In the event that we do get censored or banned or whatever, it's a way for you guys to find us, connect with us. It's also obviously a way for you guys to support us. So um just wanted to mention that before we get started.
2: Okay, let's get started.
1: Anyway, so uh, the Great Reset and uh, the New World Order, we're going to talk about it tonight. And we're going to talk about why this is very important to talk about right now. There are new... Uh, agenda items that the the Great Reset, the New World Order, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum. There's completely new items on the agenda for them as far as how they're going to further take over the world, how they're going to infiltrate our countries uh, on an even greater level than they already are. And <clears throat> it's also known as the Great Narrative. So um, it's essentially programming people to comply with unelected, Globalist agendas or ideologies, and the great narrative is 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 essentially about manipulating human behavior to benefit unelected uh, globalist agendas. Uh, from their perspective, <clears throat> and so the great narrative for the unelected globalists is about manipulating the behavior to benefit their own policies that merge corporation and state power, while at the same time rooting individual rights and liberties. Um, There isn't one single great narrative in Klaus Schwab and and, and his entire playbook, uh, which is the great narrative. But instead, there are actually a series of five interconnecting narratives surrounding technology, society, economy, geopolitics, governments, and ecology and climate change. So these narratives are general towards manipulating human behavior through pride, fear, shame, guilt, and greed, basically in order to coerce private citizens while incentivizing governments and corporations into accept an unelected globalist agenda for a great reset of society and pretty much the global economy, now, whereas the global economy will reset, so will each individual country's economies reset.
2: And it, this is what it's all about. All these podcast topics are about all these different subcategories that you're talking about, and the subcategories go under one umbrella, which is the Great Reset. So when we talk about COVID or we talk about New World Order or when we talk about this or that, they're all like umbrellaed under together. Under under the same umbrella. And yeah. it's so hard to just take one topic at a time because they're all intertwined like a spider web, basically. Yeah. They all intertwine together and it's hard to break it apart. But this is one huge plan with little intermingling things going on outside of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like a well, little it web.
1: Us, it brings me back to from what you're saying. It brings us back to when we talked about, you know, the Illuminati and... Mm-hmm like Freemasons and even the New World Order. This was probably over a year ago when we talked about this originally. But, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the best ways to describe the New World Order or what you would call, say, like the Bilderberg Group, everybody that's associated with the the elitist, the globalist, um, and and I'm not just going to say all elitist because – but, but here, let me define elitists first. Uh, to me, elitists are not someone like Elon Musk to where they're billionaires. Mm-hmm. Elitists are more so people that believe they are the elite over every person right. on the planet. And that, so therefore they harness the most power and then they also harness the ability to dictate what you do with your life. So, so when I talk about elitists, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about everyone that has money. But um we're talking about people
2: that want to have power over people.
1: <clears throat> yeah, but when we talked about the Illuminati, one of the best ways to explain Illuminati type behavior or the Illuminati whole globalistic plan, uh aka the new world order, was a spider web. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the things we mm-hmm. talked about. So there's obviously the the furthest away parts of the spider web or the longest reaching points of the web are are going to have people in power on the far reaches such as people that are in the public domain, people that are in the public. So Anthony Fauci, uh, you know, presidents, you know, Congress, senators. Governors,
2: anything. Um, yeah.
1: Even the heads of pharmaceutical companies or someone that represents pharmaceutical companies that are in the public all the time. And then you have another layer of web, because if you ever look at a spider web, you have all these different webs that, that basically go out from the center. Mm-hmm. And then there's webs that go around in a circle, right? Right. right. And so... When I explain the circle web, and I'm glad you brought it up, the circle usually has, it depends on the web, but say it's a pretty large web, circle usually has like seven different circular webs that get smaller as they get closer to the center, right? Mm-hmm. And so each one of these webs is essentially a another subset of characters or soldiers for this New World Order plan. So the furthest out web, which would also be the the furthest out circular web, is that first ring, right? And And these are the people that are in your face. Yeah, they're
2: in media. They're in your face. You kind of know them. Yeah. And And as the web (sighs) goes in, it gets more decevious, in my opinion.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's more deceiving uh, as it goes in, obviously. And the further in... The Further in of the rings that you go, the more you're not going to know anything about these people. Because even
2: when we did the Illuminati podcast a couple of years ago, two or one or two years ago, we didn't really know who the Illuminati, who are they? Who are these people? Like, we really could not pinpoint, we kind of had an idea, oh, it's a Rockefellers or whatever. We had an idea of who these people were, but we were not really sure. But as time has progressed... Well, and the
1: Illuminati, too, is just, it's kind of a blanket thing that it people is. say it's about the Illuminati. the same thing it's, to yeah. me
2: is New World Order. It's the people <clears> that are in charge. It's the people that are in the middle of the spiderweb.
1: <laughs> well, here, you know, I actually think you make a good point bringing this up, though, because, you know, the Illuminati has always been one of the big things. It's always been a big conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. You know, people, we've talked talked about this before, you know, the, they said like Beyonce's halftime show had right. Illuminati signs. And, oh, yeah,
2: because she had and, a little pyramid with the eye in it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: they always, everybody's always tried to like, and I think in part I think that the real New World Order and Elitist kind of almost created the Illuminati-ish type Conspiracy theory to make craziness, it, yeah,
2: to make it a conspiracy, so people are like, "Oh, you're crazy."
1: Yeah, oh yeah, because because then everybody all across the internet mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, all these celebrities in Illuminati. Oh, they're probably yeah. not even real people, and they're like right. they're like du- oh, they're, they're doubles yeah. and all this stuff." I mean, <laughs> and so once it got that big, is like you know, but what the Illuminati really is, and and the one eye and and where that kind of comes from is you know it's it's a one world system. It is a one eye. It is a one vision. It is a one thing that is, you know, and the way way I've always, sorry, sorry. I I was saying the way I always looked at it was um, the eye is basically the all seeing and and it's the one that is, you know, I would, I would say that's the one that's in the center of the web. Mm -hmm. Don't know exactly who that center is, but you know, there are people that, well, we, and here's the thing too, with this web scenario, and this is what everybody's always even said about the deep state and they've always compared it to the web and all this. With that scenario being said, I think though that it's even, you know, in 2022 probably a lot of those layers that used to be completely private and completely you would have never known actually yeah. we i think we now see deep into the 2 3 and 4 layers exactly. of web exactly
2: we see who these people are mm. and we're beginning to see these people and they're not in hiding in the deep web part they're coming out and they're in front of us and for some reason us on the outside of the web normal people that live their normal lives are not seeing inside the web they're not really seeing what's going on as it gets deeper and deeper and deeper even though these people are starting to be mm. revealed more and more and more in front of our eyes yeah. because our government is even like yeah this is you know we never heard our government saying they wanted a new world order before ever until this administration like ever. yeah well i
1: think actually obama <laughs> said it before he's mentioned he? it yeah he's mentioned something like that. i don't before. remember that but but, I, but a lot of people say it kind of started with obama um, you know, with the whole new world order thing,
0: hmm.
1: but yeah, but it's never been mentioned like this. I mean, and no, I don't remember Obama doing or saying it, but I, I have seen clips of them showing mm-hmm. kind of what he used to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think actually, maybe even Bill Clinton had mentioned it before. So, you know, these so are all the pattern, usual suspects. Pattern. Um, yeah. But mention it and, and, and really going like full force full, ahead, yeah, which is force. what this administration is doing, which is what right. the entire world's doing right now by way of COVID and the pandemic. And we're going to get in that too.
2: Or the pandemic. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so, as, a, as I was talking about a minute ago, the narratives are geared towards manipulating human behavior. And, and keep this in mind this is through, like I said, through f- pride, fear, shame, guilt, and greed. So the fact that I say that, well, where do I – where would I get that from? Where, like – and and you're probably wondering, what is it – what are you talking about about narratives? Okay. Well, this is, quote, narratives shape our perceptions, which in turn form our realities and end up influencing our choices and actions. And you know who said that? Klaus Schwab. And he said that in 2022. He said that the World Economic Forum – Uh, and so all solutions in the you'll own nothing and you'll be happy mindset basically require public private collaborations. So a closer merger of corporation and state, which blurs the line between elected and unelected decision-making over the future of humanity. So when we, so when we talk about, and we've, and we've talked about this many times about social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, we talk about pharmaceutical. We talk about all of these big tech companies, Samsung, We talk about Apple, we talk about Verizon, we talk about T-Mobile, we talk about all these major national corporations, which, if you just look around, control 80% of everything that all human beings do now. I mean, if, like, we don't live without these companies around us. Now, there are some people not on social media, okay? There's very few people without cell phones. There's very few people without cell phone service. Then we, then we look at major media. Well, there's very few people that don't have TV.
2: Or cable. Or, or yeah, internet. Or, 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 or anything.
1: Or, or any of that. So these uh, private corporations are literally everywhere. Government is everywhere as well. But private corporations are everywhere and they control so much. For example, freedom of speech, First Amendment. That is 100% being controlled by big tech. But by also, social media platforms. And I
2: also think these big tech people are being controlled by the elitist, elitist. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, and, and some of these big tech companies are the elitist. I mean, and that's that's just it. I mean, even some of the pharmaceuticals. You have to you have to understand that during the World Economic Forum in 2022 in Davos, Switzerland, which happened in May, you know, many of these elitists that we're talking about, uh, many of the CEOs and CFOs and COOs of these major companies, and, and, and all of the ones we just mentioned, were there. They were there. Um, mm-hmm. And they are part of the decision making with the World Economic Forum on how to transform the world into what they want to happen with the world. And so now, as we're seeing private corporations basically getting in bed with government. That is what that is what we're starting to see. It's blurring the lines between elected and unelected um, decision-making. I mean, there's a reason why we have elections. There's a reason why we have mm-hmm. voting. Mm-hmm. And it's because we elect who we want to be making decisions for our government that is going to best protect and represent what we believe. Right. That's the way it is in most places mm-hmm. except for dictatorships. Right. But the reality of it is, is that when you have so much influence from big tech and from these massive corporations like we do, I mean, even especially the pharmaceutical companies and big tech and all of this stuff... um, That's when the elected officials no longer matter and it becomes about what these massive corporations, which, by the way, are the ones that are making the decisions and the goals and the agenda items in the World Economic Forum. These are the people that are now controlling your government and your country and your freedoms and your rights and your ability to do this or this or this, your ability to say this or not say this. Uh, For example, I think um, it was like uh, beginning.
0: or
1: actually I think it was before Biden came in it was when the Democrats and a lot of the and especially after the DOJ and all them wanted to get with uh, phone companies like Verizon I think they did get with Verizon we've talked about this on another podcast to where they were going to be able to have the ability to see your text messages Mm -hmm. and they would be able to block you from sending a text with misinformation
2: yeah I remember that yeah
1: and this is and you know, and the reality is this is ongoing. this is still a process that they're about to enact um and so it's like everyone has always thought, okay well, social media, you know social media is different I mean I guess I guess if we get banned for something that they don't like, then you know it's their company. well, guess what, Verizon is their company, so you know, for for the people that says, oh, well, you know what? I mean, look, if you get banned because you say something on social media, then <laughs> that's just the way it is. It's their company. They well, can do what they want. Yeah. And well, it's not, so can Verizon and exactly. T-Mobile.
2: And Google and Apple and all the other countries. And your email I companies. Mean, the companies that are all together in this thing.
1: Google can do what they want because Google is their company. So, you know, the fact that so many, especially on the left during this whole freaking, uh, this whole push to... Censor what they didn't want or didn't agree with that went against the New World Order agenda because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not about going against the liberal left agenda in the United States. It's exactly. really about going against the New World Order agenda. Right. Although the left and 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 the far left and, and the liberals and the woke, they all believe it's it's It's, it's good
2: because they're they're silencing the speech that they want silenced. But then there is governors that are going against these companies saying you're doing this wrong. You're silencing certain things, but not all things. And this is not the vote of the people. This is what you want to do. Not, you know, mm-hmm. I was voted in and elected in as the governor or the senator or whatever to fight for the rights of the people. But you're not going with the rights of the people. You're doing your own thing.
1: But yeah. And and, it's and they just... had
2: all those. Remember, they had all those um, when it was like. Facebook and Google, they had all the court proceedings in the Capitol building with all the governors asking them why they're doing oh, this yeah, and why yeah. they're doing yeah, that. Yeah, that was during Trump's
1: term. Yeah. And, you know, that that was one of Trump's biggest failures was the fact that he didn't get a hold of and, – and, and Big and, tech. and, and Yeah, and, and ring them in – or not ring them in, but um, round them up, I guess you can say – And kind of bring them closer to the point where like, hey, look, this is this is what you're not going to be able to do. Because they
2: basically do have power more than the people and more than the government. Like they are on top of the government. They're at the top of the pyramid. The government really does not have say so of what these big tech companies can do or will do or cannot do.
1: No, but now this administration and, you know, keep in mind, it doesn't matter about what this government wants or doesn't want. I mean the reality is though is that who is really leading this is the World Economic Forum. It is these leaders that are in Davos, Switzerland that are part of the elitist uh you know world order I guess you can also call it. These are the people that are controlling the decisions on the big tech because they are big tech. That this they are a part of this. This is just a part of their web. Exactly. And and they have fingers uh, out the place, there yeah. with Zuckerberg and, and, and a lot of these people that show up at the World Economic Forum. You know, for example, like Alex Jones, when he got banned, he got banned by everyone yeah, almost instantaneously. Yeah, it was not
2: just one. It wasn't just Facebook. It was Twitter, Facebook, it was Instagram, um, Apple, whatever. It and was, then, of it was, course,
1: not long after that, they came after him, sued the hell out of him. And mm-hmm. now he uh, he actually just got found guilty today by a judge. Rather than a jury. Yeah, they and didn't even so, let a
2: jury make a decision, I heard.
1: Yeah, that video I actually showed you of Alex Jones coming out of the courtroom. Well, the judge reprimand, not reprimanded him. She um, abolished him or something. There's uh, some kind of legal thing because she said that he was saying whatever he was saying too close to jurors. So anyways, it is a witch hunt with Alex Jones. Now, whatever, and and the reality is it's freedom of speech. Exactly. And um, And it's a witch
2: hunt for anybody of freedom of speech that they don't want your freedoms and your speeches to be heard. mm -hmm. If they don't want you to be heard, it's going to be a witch hunt against you. And that's really what it
1: is. Yeah. And I mean, that's the way it's been. It's just, it's, it's just uh, the new norm now. Mm -hmm. So first came the Great Reset, which basically launched in June of 2020, which called for the new social contracts. Um, and stronger governments and different form of capitalism that would make stakeholders richer and more powerful, while people like you and I would own nothing and basically be powerless. That's what they want. This is part of the Great Reset. Um, So now comes the great narrative for humankind, which is an attempt to basically... uh, is is kind of like an attempt to legitimize the unelected globalists, essentially their technocratic agenda for a great reset of society and the global economy, And they can do this without even having to reference any real-world data to back it up. And so you want to know why. Well, essentially, in the battle for hearts and minds of human beings, narrative will consistently outperform data in its ability to influence human thinking and motivate human actions. That is quote. Okay? So listen to that quote again, and I want you to, I want you to, I just want you to hear exactly what this says, and I want you to take it in for one second. In the battle for hearts and minds of human beings, narratives will consistently outperform data in its ability to influence human thinking and motivate human action. So this is according to the World Economic Forum's own blog post from 2015. And so in an added, a good narrative soundly beats even the best Best data. data.
2: That's crazy. Data, like, yeah. Data, data, whatever. That's data. <laughs> data
1: data. I was wrong.
2: I don't know. But, but it's yeah. just crazy that they're basically saying our narrative is gonna beat whatever data, like the true scientific facts. This is scientific, but our narrative is way better than the real facts. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Yeah, because they said a good narrative <laughs> will
1: always beat data. Yeah. And so we've talked we've talked so much about, you know, Especially, I mean, I mean, let's think about this. During the COVID deal, you know, we we had cardiologists, we had doctors, we had uh, immunologists, we we had so many people that were coming out of the woodwork, and they were literally had data in front of them from multiple studies that that you know, and 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 it wasn't. in yes, in the beginning, a lot of these studies were small studies because that's all they had, right but as the, time we still, has went on yeah. it's got the studies are are been massive they've actually been far greater studies than anything that the pharmaceutical companies decided to do before the fact that this vaccine was released.
2: And guess what? These studies are <laughs> making them look really bad, but it doesn't matter because narrative That's data. Is it's over the narrative. Data. Yes. Yeah, the na- narrative <clears> goes over the data. It doesn't matter that the data is showing all these people are getting sick and dying and having heart attacks and strokes and dying young and babies are dying and there's a low birth rate. It doesn't matter about any of that stuff. Because the narrative is stronger <clears throat> than the data.
1: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, so similarly, uh, Klaus Schwab and Mallaritz and Mallaritz is another one, uh, a great, great narrative book argues, narratives shape our perceptions, which in turn form our realities and end up influencing our choices and actions. Okay? So this is from their book, Schwab's book. Uh, narratives shape our perceptions, which in turn form our realities. And this end up me, influencing our actions and our choices.
2: Does that not seem like a little bit of mind control stuff no, it's, going no, on? No, it,
1: it seems like exactly what's happened the past three to yeah. four years. and it
2: is a mind control thing, too.
1: It seems like exactly what's happened the past three to four years. Right,
2: it's what they want people <coughs>
1: to do. Now, keep this in mind, too. In 2015 was actually the first simulation of a pandemic. Uh, or a.k.a. a plandemic. Um 2015 was the first simulation of a mass worldwide global pandemic. Um, then it wasn't long after that. I think it was another one in 2017. And then, of course, the uh, event 201 mm-hmm. happened in, what was that? I want to say Two, 2019 or 18. No, I think it was 2000 or 2000. I mean, not 2000, not 2000, but
2: Um, 2000, it was right before the pandemic. 2019 or 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. It was literally right Right before before the
2: pandemic when they did like, and the only thing that was different was there was a virus that came from Africa and it came from pigs instead of a virus that came from China from bats. That was the only difference in their simulation.
1: Now talking about this narrative aspect here, um, for a minute, um, what was one of the things and, and we'll go back to the 2015 uh pandemic simulation we're also going to go to the event 201 simulation and this is where the uh, bill and melinda gates foundation mm-hmm. uh was heavily involved they actually were a big part of this um uh, we can go to um i think john hopkins university was a part of this and um and so what was what was one of the main things that they wanted to get out of this? Well, there were many things. And actually, even on their own website, which you can find on our Facebook, guys. And by the way, go check our Facebooks out. If you guys are listening to this podcast, we want you guys to go over to Facebook. And we want you to check us out. Uh, give us a like. Um, send us a message. Let us know who you are, where you're from, whatever. We'd love to talk to you. That's where we, that's where we really respond to most of our messages is Facebook at this moment. But anyways... Um, on our Facebook page, we have a video that we actually uploaded from the World Economic Forum's own website, which mm-hmm. essentially was their highlights of Event 201. And so, Event 201, they had multiple days of this, and uh, what they wanted to do was to figure out exactly what would happen during a "quote unquote" pandemic. Now, it's it's just it, it's mind blowing, really, to watch the video because. Every single thing they go through is exactly what is exactly. happening. And that's from media control. That's from how they're going to vaccinate people. That's for how they're going to stop misinformation as they say it. Mm-hmm. That's how they're going to sell the vaccine. It's how they're going to cut off any people uh, that
2: don't want the vaccination. No, but
1: it's, yeah, that is, yeah, it, how they're going to cut off any other information that doesn't go with what they're trying to push. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally in their own damn video. And it's literally um, so, let,
2: what really happened because they already simulated this thing yeah. to the point where, if you know, they already knew there was going to be people that didn't even want the vaccination and what they were going to do about that and how they're going to make them take the vaccination yeah. during these simulations.
1: Yeah. And so <laughs> but what they were really doing, their main goal here, um, really, too, is and, and definitely yes. talking about this was, no, it was to establish narrative. Sherry's phone is like literally oh, the loudest. Sorry, guys, of,
2: <laughs> I didn't know it was not on mute. I'm sorry, but um, I think one word could tell you what it means. It's control.
1: No, but what it's I'm saying is they were there to control. establish narrative, right? That's what they wanted to do because they 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 they, they talked about this at the Davos agenda in 2015. That was when the first simulation for uh, basically COVID was. Then you had Event 201. Mm-hmm. It was these events were simulations to establish narrative and then also to be able to harness or rein in is what I was trying to say earlier to rein in control Control. and to rein in and also how to make sure that we, um, you know, if, 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 if we, if we say those things of how they did this, like we were talking about a little earlier, what were some of the ways that they were going to do it? Well, they were going to do it through pride. Uh, and and this was the narrative of how they were going to gear towards manipulating human behavior. They were going to do it through pride, fear, right? Fear, Mm -hmm. Um, fears is obviously, I mean, we've seen that. Um, I'm going to die if I don't do this. Shame, which, uh, if you didn't get the vaccine, you were killing other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and also the same thing with guilt, Mm -hmm. you know, guilt goes in there too. Shame and guilt are both different, but similar. Yeah.
2: You're the ones are, you're the reason why we're not getting the herd immunity is because you, you did not take the vaccination and now we're all paying for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was essentially a battle than against vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Um, so, you know, it's, that's the essential way. So, um, as they said, they wanted to shape the perceptions in which, in turn, form our realities and end up influencing our choices and actions. So which, here we see two major takeaways for understanding uh, the great narrative for what it is. So, number one, the great narrative doesn't have to be based on any hard data at all, facts or truth. But rather an unelected globalist belief system, uh, A.K.A. Uh, you, you know, during COVID, when they would say, "Well, experts say," <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it mm. wasn't, it wasn't uh, data says, like hard data of of this and this and this. No, it was experts say, or it might be Doctor Fauci says. Yeah, but even experts like that. Yeah. Experts who? Yeah. Like a lot of times, you don't even know who the hell these experts are. Experts mm. is just a way to say. You know what? Just listen to us. Yeah, we're just bullshitting you. Yeah, you're going to listen to us regardless because we say experts. The purpose of the great narrative is to influence and manipulate human behaviors, number two. That is the purpose of the great narrative, okay? So what is a great narrative? Well, the idea of a great narrative is something that the French philosopher Jean-Francois Lothard called a grand narrative, a.k.a. a meta-narrative. Um, which, according to Philo Notes, functions to legitimize power, authority, and social customs. Everything that the Great Reset is basically trying to achieve. So a grand narrative functions to legitimize power, authority, and social customs. So uh, authoritarians use great narratives to legitimize their own power. Okay, So authoritarians, dictators, people that are over this and no one's going to be... They use narratives to legitimize the fact of why they're in power... Therefore, tons of people don't turn on them and then they either get killed or what, or otherwise. Um, so there's always a narrative to be had of why I need to be a dictator or authoritarian. And um, and, Thus, they, and they do this.
2: Yeah, it's just like the COVID vaccination. We're going to take away your freedoms of choosing if you want this vaccination or not, because safety is more important than you choosing. Yeah. Your freedoms of choosing what goes in your body.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying. BS, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they always said health and safety is far more important than your, your freedoms. freedoms. So basically, we're foregoing your freedoms. Yeah, due done. to due to health and safety. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so at the same time, um, you know, it, it, it's essentially an attempt to translate alternative accounts into their own language and to suppress all objections to what they themselves are saying. So, uh, Marxism creates a society in which all individuals can develop their talents to the fullest. In one example of a grand narrative is, we must be prepared to change ourselves at the micro level and to have enough selflessness to accept new policies in the broadest possible sense of the word at the macro level. The great narrative, Claude Schwab, um, the last, and, and that's from The Great Narrative, and, and they actually have a book. It's called The Great Narrative, Claude Schwab and uh, Theory, Malleret, 2022. The last paragraph of Schwab and Malleret's book gives a fair uh, summation of what the unelected globalists are really trying to achieve with their great narrative for, their, for the Great Reset. It says, We must be prepared to change ourselves at the micro level and have enough selflessness to accept new policies. Um, in the broadest sense of which word is what we're talking about. Because they, they go on to say in the broadest possible sense of the word. And so we want to know, like, what word is that? Change, micro, selflessness, accept, macro, which is it? Um, it goes on to say the coming convergence of the physical, digital, and biological worlds is the defining feature of the fourth industrial revolution. So to change oneself at a micro level can mean many things, such as changing your mind, beliefs, attitude, behaviors, and values. On the other hand, um, it can also mean changing who you are at the biological and physical level through synthetic biology and devices connected to the Internet of Bodies, or IOB, through technologies emerging from the so-called Fourth Industrial Revolution. So they're also talking about possibly changing you physically or biologically. In which
2: Biden does bring up the Fourth Revolution in his speeches, yeah, the fourth revolution, like that's a which big is also thing.
1: like a. There's another um, term for it. It's like the fourth turning, as yeah, they call it. The, and, yeah, fourth
2: turning, exactly.
1: And the Bible actually it speaks of that. Um, the Bible, if if you kind of follow the Bible, and actually it's not just the Bible. There, I think the Quran talks about this as well. Um, but it's it's essentially like the fourth turn, or like the fourth. Uh, I, I do It's hard to kind of explain exactly how the Bible explains that, but. Essentially it is a section or two in the Bible that talks about towards the end times there will be a a revolution essentially the fourth and and yeah I think it does mention like the fourth it or is. something like that yeah. and then so yeah so but now all these world economic forum people call Schwab you know all the people that are on board the new world order they constantly talk about this because it is a legitimate thing the fourth revolution uh according to the Bible and according to many Scholars for the past hundred years, at least, and and this was written in many books...
3: And
2: with this new administration and probably world (laughs) leaders, the problem with what's going on is they're taking God out of out of anything and everything. And they're putting God aside and saying this is this and this is the way it is. We don't need God. We are the leaders of the leaders and we don't have to worry about what God says.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, Klaus Schwab in 2019 said what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. We humans should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. We are now hackable animals is what he said. We're
2: not individuals. Like I grew up knowing there was only one me and one me only in this world. And there was no one else like me, but me. Yeah. But now they're saying all these other me's are me's. All of you guys are me and I am you. That is just a hard concept to fathom and that's what they want us to do.
1: Yeah, so what it's is it's
2: almost it? like they want us to be ants in a colony.
1: Yeah, well that is know? I mean that's what we are already. I mean they, they they could give a crap about any of us and we know that. Um I mean, if, if we don't know that after COVID, you know, knowing, knowing there's 100% that early treatment would have saved probably millions of lives. But yet that was the last thing they ever wanted to do. They wanted to send you home until you came back ready enough to die right. to where they could, all the hospitals could get all this money. And also the numbers would be higher so that the pharmaceuticals and, and all the shit could do what they wanted to and do and keep putting, control. And, right.
2: And they're controlling over fear. Yeah. Yeah. Over your mind you know mm-hmm. oh my god i'm so scared i'm i've got to do this and i got to do that fear
1: is 100% you know and that's why it mentions fear as number 1 right. essentially because that is the number one way fear is always going to be the best way to control people it's always going to be um but what does it mean to to if we want to ask ourselves what does it mean to blend our physical digital and biological identities? so in a word that's it, kind of transhumanism uh, which can be achieved through synthetic biology or devices connected to the human body via wearables, consumables, or implants. Um, you know, now if, if we talk in, in this way, Neuralink, which is what Elon Musk has created is a device that is implanted into your brain. And Elon says that it's for um, helping people get over certain things, where parts of their brain die, epilepsies, uh, you know, uh, Alzheimer's even, I mean, all these different things, but, you know, given that in the hands of evil mm-hmm. would be a very bad thing, mm-hmm. especially if it is not voluntary. Um, so speaking at the World Economic Forum's annual meeting in Davos in 2020, historian, uh, historian Yuval Harari warned that the technology and, the, and devices coming out of the Fourth Industrial Revolution will be able to collect and process enough biological data in real time that governments and corporations will soon be able to hack human beings to the point they know more about you than you know about yourself. About yourself. yourself. Yeah, and so the ability, and, and and it was, quote, the ability to hack humans might still undermine the very meaning of human freedom, is what he said in 2020. Um, he said, we humans should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. We are now hackable animals. Um, all that is needed to hack human beings, according to Harari's danger formula, is biological knowledge multiplied by com- um, computing power multiplied by data equals the ability to hack humans. So... Um, governments and corporations already have the biological knowledge and the computing power. The only thing that's missing is your most uh, intimate data to complete the equation. And the best way to get that data is through the Internet of Bodies. Now, the Internet of Bodies might trigger breakthroughs in medical knowledge, or it might enable a surveillance state of unprecedented intrusion and consequence, which was said by Rand Corporation in 2020. So internet of bodies that's that's a new term and i i'd heard this recently as well but just imagine um this is this is a good uh, this is a good point cochlear implant is what it's called so it's something that would be implanted in you um or you could have what's what's called a depression headset or augmented reality contact lens um, or a wearable uv monitor or even a pacemaker would be considered a uh, you know, uh, uh, internet of bodies deal. Pacemakers are it's a pretty digital. Much anything but it is that's
2: a... digital that's being put into your body.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, but the way they're kind of um, making it, the way they want to do it is is more so that they're something that use can that yeah something that can affect your thinking, your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your actions.
2: And just think about that. If you had a little computer chip or something in your body or your brain. They, all they have to do is send waves to make you think a different way. It's all mind manipula- manipulation at that point.
1: Yeah. You're exactly right. You know, And this is another thing. You know, um, One of the CEOs, I think it was Pfizer. Uh, I can't remember. But anyways, he had came up with the pill. He, this was in mm-hmm. the, the, the recent Davos meeting, the World Economic Forum. He, he had came up with a pill that uh, essentially was if uh, you were supposed to take your medicine and um, you didn't swallow the medication, it would know. Or it would know if you did swallow it. Right, because you took this pill
2: that was a digital device that kind of stays in your body and it like regulates or tells, oh, Sherry missed her pill at 2 p.m. Like they know automatically. They know everything about your body based on this pill that you swallow. And this is a real thing. You can look it up. Yeah. It's true. Like they were talking about this in the forum, like this pill that they came up with.
1: Yeah, they did. Um, So... With the networking capabilities and abundance of sensors, the growing ecosystem known as the Internet of Bodies runs out of the same principles as the Internet of Things, but for people. After the Internet of Things, which transformed the way we live, travel, and work by connecting everyday objects to the Internet, it's now time for the Internet of Bodies, which is, he wrote Xi Lu. Uh, he was a fellow at the World Economic Forum Center for the Fourth Industrial Revolution in June of 2020. So, Internet of Things is technically what you're hearing us on now. You know, it's, it's the Internet. Um, Internet of Bodies is things that connect human bodies com- with pretty much instantaneous to data. computers, yeah. Instantaneous data transferred between uh, biological and computer data.
2: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, Schwarzenegger. Terminator. <laughs> yeah, Terminator, <You> know. almost.
1: <laughs> Seriously. Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> um So this means collecting our physical data, basically. Um, So with the coming of IOB, or Internet of Bodies, the great reset and the great narrative, which we are seeing in the final death blow to privacy, uh, technology is making our every gesture easy to track. And we must therefore come to terms with the notion that privacy no longer exists. This is what he said. Klaus Schwab said this in his new book.
2: But y'all know that already... We all have cell phones, and we all carry them wherever we go. We go to sleep with them. We go to work with them. They're in our car. They go to the grocery store with us. Do you not think you're being tracked already
0: Yeah, by well, your cell
2: are. phone?
1: We are, but it's going to get a lot worse. Yeah,
2: but I'm just saying this. we're already <clears throat> being tracked, but they're just trying to put something in our bodies to track track us further.
1: Yeah. Well, the great narrative welcomes the idea of zero privacy because... You know, in the unelected globalist mindset, zero privacy means more transparency. And this is, quote, technology is making our every gesture easy to track, and we must therefore come to terms with the notion that privacy no longer exists. Our personal and professional data are progressively becoming fully monitored, visible to many, and as such transparent, said Schwab. By providing access to relevant information and sometimes revealing the truth transparency fostered by whistleblowers makes the public and, in particular, the young generation more sensitive to the issues of inequality and more aware of misbehaving on the part of some public leaders, corporate titans, and wealthy individuals, he said. So this is basically saying, oh, you're going to think twice about misbehaving.
2: Yeah, because all all these younger people... No,
1: we'll just cut your life off Mm -hmm. because we can flip a switch. I mean, literally. I mean, this is... I mean, uh, I, I hope everyone is, like, really understanding, like, how batshit crazy this it, it
2: does it sounds a batshit crazy but, but this is what these people listen, want and this is what they're going they years, wrote it in
1: their own book yeah and
2: three years ago we thought other things were batshit crazy that were conspiracies that are freaking true and they're happening in front of our eyes today right now you know i would have never thought three years ago what's really happening today but it is it's in front of all of us we see it and it's continuing to get worse <laughs>
1: Yeah, even Elon, you know, he said in the near future, you know, you will basically be able to save and replay memories that ultimately you could potentially download them into a new body or into a robot body. I mean, th- this is this yeah, is, I the, remember that, this is that the cross, podcast, yeah, yeah. This is the cross between, uh, you know, trans. It's basically cr- transhumanism. Mm-hmm. It's it's essentially where your body, you can almost download your consciousness right? into a
2: different body or a different place. Yeah, but yeah, here's the could thing: you can have a body here and a body there, and you can download that consciousness to the other body.
1: Well, you might be able to download the what consciousness, was to but about. I, I still believe in one thing. I believe that our bodies have souls. Yeah. And I and, think you and cannot I, and I get rid of is, a soul. Well, I believe that's whatever. Uh, yeah. I just, I mean, because the way, the way these people explain this is like, we're all just yeah, we're biological just like mechanical computers. computers yeah. yeah. We're just transmitting information. That's all we do. Right. But I, I 100% don't believe that. I, I think there are evil people, which is a soul as well. But it is an evil soul. It is someone that, you know, they just have that evilness in them. They're never going to ever change from that. I, I do believe there are people like there's tons of people like but that. But
2: it goes back to religion. We have a right to believe in our own religion. Free will, it's called. Yeah, free will, exactly. We still have that free will. So they cannot take that away from us. They cannot take free will away from us, no matter what.
1: No, and I don't think, I, I think even if you could download or connect computers to thoughts and, and all that stuff, it it doesn't make sense to me because I mean you might be able to download your thoughts and and such on some hard drive and then you know connect it to another robot but you're not going to have your soul there right and and which therefore it would just essentially be a far advanced version of AI which exactly. is artificial intelligence yeah. it, but it's it's from a biological intelligence. So it learns off of what you are and whatever. But but I, I feel like it's the same thing. It's like it may be able to download that and then it's like a version of you on a robot body, but you're not you. You're not going to – if you just – if you die, for example, like you get shot and then someone's like download his consciousness. We're going to put it in this other body. Well, you're not – you're still not going to be alive. It's not you. But no.
2: they are making AI where they have feelings and yeah. emotions and – react to situations the way humans would react
1: to. Well, there's, okay, there's a good example of this actually in the gaming world. Um, You know, there's there's games now that are using, I mean, uh, honestly, um a lot of the elites and such have worked with game companies over the past couple of years because a lot of these game developers are some of the best AI people out there because they have to control Entire situations and now massive mm-hmm. worlds full of AI that react the way that people are supposed to react. Right, and so now game companies are getting so good that it's like the the, the characters in games or even in sports games that are coming up they react according to how you react and exactly. they change they change behavior based on they learned essentially. And exactly- so whatever you do. If you continue to do the same thing, they to learn. What you do. Yeah, they yeah, learn. And,
2: and like Chad, I I don't know if I can bring it up, but he plays that Madden football game. But when he's playing the football game, depending on what football plans or throws or whatever they do, the announcers are going exactly with his passes or his runs, and it's like the announcers already you know they know yeah, but exactly. But it's to me that's an AI thing.
1: It, it is. I mean, essentially, it is because it just it you know whatever I do, it, it says that. But, but in the gaming thing, more so, what I'm saying is like if I, um, for example, if I run the ball as a quarterback on the game, right, and I do good and I run 20 yards, well, the computer is going to start making adjustments trying to block Stop my that. run. Mm-hmm. So they're going to they're going to have people that they're going to bring up. I mean, just little things. Even even if I how many? I mean, because computers are always. Nowadays, one computers are getting smarter you. than yeah, you. Yeah, they're
2: one step of humans almost.
1: Yeah, um, they so already it, it know is what's going to
2: happen before it happens
1: almost. You but know? at the same time, yeah, at the same time, if you download your consciousness on something else, you know that's yeah, a whole other subject. It but, is, but, but I then, don't
2: feel like you're you, you have a soul in your yeah. body, and I don't think that something a computer can mimic your soul. No, no matter exactly what, right. I don't think that can happen.
1: So So, um. So yeah, so the great narrative. And, and and keep in mind guys, the reason I wanted to bring this up first and foremost is that these guys say this themselves in their own book. They've said it at their at their meetings and in their book in writing. Klaus uh, Cla- Schwab, the leader of the World Economic Forum, essentially right now the forefront of the new world order, says himself that a great narrative will beat out data any day, and they continually say this throughout the book, and yet now we look at what has happened over covid over the past three years, and just in general now it is it has nothing to do with facts i mean it's like if you look yep. at if you look at what one president does, I mean think about this, even trump, I don't care if you hate Trump or love him. Trump was doing a hell of a job. With our economy, we were becoming independent, uh, I mean, more than we've ever been. Um, we were no longer China's bitch. And, you know, we basically were tariffing the shit out of China and, yeah, and all they these were, other companies. They were kind of like They our were kissing bitch. our ass, yes. <laughs> and and yet, he did all these great things. But what happened? It was the narrative. They wanted to push a narrative around him because you can't have, like we said many times, you can't have a, a New World Order with a strong, sovereign power like America. And now we look at a another strong power um in the world that's going through a war right now and they are a strong power. Russia is a strong power. Oh, absolutely. They're also against the new world order. And they they are fully are. against the new world yeah, order. Yeah, they are. But um you know, who's kind of fighting it? Well, basically everybody's fighting Russia yeah. right now and and I and, know, and, but I, and I think is, we instigated it. I mean, 100%
2: but I, this is the one thing I don't understand about Russia. They're a dictatorship. They're communist yep. or whatever. But they're against New World Order. To me, New yeah, but World they're, Order they're about their own country I has mean, to do with communist control. I guess they're controlling well, they're their own country. Yeah, they want to control their own country, but I guess they don't want their country to be controlled by other
1: anybody else. Yeah,
2: anybody else. I guess is what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not for dictatorships or whatever, no. um, but. I'm damn hell, I'm not for what the hell we got going on now either. Hell so, no. Hell I mean, no. And I,
2: I just happened to see, and I'm sorry to the girl that we didn't reply to because I did open it and usually Chad does the replies, but I didn't wanted to see. She's like, You bloody Americans, you're the ones <laughs> who have to say no to this because you are the ones are the most powerful country in the world and if you don't stand up, none of us have a chance.
1: Yeah. Well, and I that's agree with pretty that.
2: much what she said.
1: I mean, I and do agree with that. that. She and came, there's a that lot of people have said Yeah, there's a lot of something similar. I mean, a lot of people have said many things similar to that uh, along the way over the past year or so. And it's true. I mean, it is essentially true. Um, you know, if if the United States goes down, there's there's not a lot of hope for the rest of the countries. There's have not a, that have because a we were the
2: we were the powerhouse, and now we're no longer the powerhouse, and people are hoping that something changes with us because they don't have hope without America. I hate to say it, but America was the powerhouse, and now we're just being stuck to, like, what the hell? We gotta stand up and we're gonna say no to this bullshit.
1: Yeah. So, um, you're right. According to a recent RAND Corporation report, widespread uh, IOB, or Internet of Bodies, adoption has the potential to increase the risk of physical harm, espionage, and exploitation of data by adversaries. Um, increased global geopolitical risk because surveillance states can use I O B data to enforce authorita- uh, authoritarian regimes and enable a surveillance state of unprecedented intrusion and in consequence. Um, so the technology is advancing at such a pace that such uh, that soon governments and corporations may know your most intimate thoughts and feelings. So guys, let's um, let's break this down briefly. What is the, what is the and and we're, we're going to say we wanted to definitely talk about the the narrative here with this. But what is one of the things now? What is if we had to say? Well, what is one of the breaking things that's happening right now? Well, one of the breaking things that they're doing right now is uh, food shortages, um, and and there is it's essentially a coordinated destruction of humanity by by this cult, and I'm going to call this an elite cult. And <clears throat> one of the ways they're doing this is is with fertilizer. Um, you know, think about it this way. And this sounds crazy, so all you UK people out there, um, anybody in Europe, think about this. Um, you know, you guys have had a record heat wave that's been hit in Europe, mostly southern Europe and British Island, but temperatures are reaching like 40 degrees Celsius over there. Uh, London measured an all-time record of more than 41 degrees Celsius, and so the heat wave, which is basically insane temps, has been hit in Europe for several weeks now, and there seems to essentially be no end in sight. So these massive forests and brush fires are hitting Spain, Portugal, France, Italy, Greece, but also other parts of Europe. And so, according to many news reports, more than a thousand people have already died in relation to the heat, most of them in southern Europe. Uh, pers- uh, precise statistics are available, not apparently not available at this time. But um, the heat plus the fires is not only destroying human lives and massive livestock, it is destroying massive flocks uh, phlox- of. Flocks, stocks of wild stock or <laughs> wild stock. Damn it, I can't talk. It is it is destroying livestock. Okay, that's what it's doing, and and properties, but also vital crops throughout the drought. And now the fires are uh, exasperating this. Food crops are. Yeah, we've talked about this. They're vital in a time when the mass media narrative twenty four seven is brainwashing the public. With the woes of the Russian aggression of Ukraine, Mm -hmm. that has caused an energy and food shortages in the West, particularly in Europe for the most countries. But this is a narrative we are hearing. The narrative is most people still believe what is going on with the Russia Ukraine thing,
2: and now, but they're thinking that the Russian Ukraine thing is driving everything else.
3: Yeah, which is not not
2: true. true at all.
3: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It might have a
2: little it, it, it bit of before. Dri- Yeah, it was happening before. It might Look. have a little drive, but this is not the main drive of what's going on in the world. No, it's well, not listen, this war.
1: Well, listen, we we literally had a podcast before the Russia Ukraine war even happened and talking about mass food supply incoming because, mm-hmm. uh, or mass food shortage incoming, and it's going to happen. Yeah. We talked we're already about seeing it
2: before we even knew there was going to be a war. Yeah. yeah. This, this war is, this is an excuse for administration or presidents to put on the people, but it's, that's a lie.
1: Yeah. So now, you know, so now, the, what the, what they want you to believe is like the Russia Ukraine thing is gonna it's gonna be a famine for around the world because of this, which because is all of bullshit. The war. Yeah. Um, but now that food that could essentially save, especially Europe, from a famine, um, is being destroyed by extreme heat, droughts, and fires. So, the big question here is that many out there are asking, and and you got to think about it. I mean, we you know we've talked about it on the podcast before. I don't know how many of our food supply companies, are massive industrial complexes that have mm-hmm. been, I mean, the house chickens, eggs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had thousands and thousands and thousands of cows die. And, right. then, and, and they blamed it on heat. But supposedly, um, Texas is the biggest supplier. They have the biggest livestock as far as cattle goes in the United States. They have the most cattle of anywhere in the United States. During this time that all these cows died in Nebraska, which is tens of thousands of cows, uh, they said they died of heat, but the reality is it was hotter in Texas during this right. time frame by like 20 degrees almost Uh, than it was in Nebraska. Yet they didn't even, they had no cows dying of heat in Texas. Yeah. I mean, I'm, maybe one or two or five I'm, or ten or whatever.
2: I'm baking my buck, buck on, they probably got fentanyl somehow, <laughs> the cows in Nebraska. Well, I don't know, but they got,
1: I think they got killed on purpose.
2: Yeah, I think so um, too. I think fentanyl got up there somehow from the borders.
1: So... So that's what I'm saying. Um you know, is are especially the UK stuff, the fires. You know, are these fires a result of heat or are they actually being caused intentionally or planned by arson? And and number 1, uh, the cattle and all this stuff. I mean, is the, is this all a coordinated effort? Um, but just think about I, I your, mean, is it is, is this all in the United States and no I mean, it's is all this, over the I mean, world no is this all around the world what I'm saying is around the world is this all just one big coincidence yeah I don't think it? so
2: and you think about you think about your life going back to when you're a child do you ever mm. remember farms mm-hmm. or cattle no. or chickens or anything being scarce because <clears throat> of fires or Things happening or they got salmon, you know, I've heard of like companies getting salmonella or whatever, and they had to shut them down for a couple months or whatever. But this is like worldwide. Yeah. This is worldwide famine to control people.
1: Well, and you know, so yeah, you're right. Uh, You're 100% right. And so there was a, there's a, there's a guy named Mark Root or Rutt. Um, He's a scholar of Klaus Schwab Academy for Young Global Leaders. (laughs) And we know about that little academy. (laughs) Uh, there's so many of our psycho leaders uh, in office now that w- attended that academy, but, anyways, um, under close surveillance of the World Economic Forum and the Green Agenda, which is basically coinciding with the U.S. and UN Green Agenda, mm-hmm. uh, is imposing on its farmers uh, an up to 30% reduction of farmland and cattle farms under the pretext that the cattle's manure releasing these horrible climate change gases, ammonia and carbon dioxide, will help accelerate climate change. Um, they're essentially saying this is criminally ridiculous and it's going to get worse. If people believe it and play along, it's going to get much worse.
2: Do you not remember the farmers that were getting the the, the letters, letters from government was, yeah, saying then, burn your farms down and well, we're going to reimburse you?
1: Yeah. Because they what they what they what they claim first everyone said it was a big conspiracy theory. Then as farmers started coming out saying no, it's not. They went on TikTok saying this and everything. And and what the Government wanted was saying that, hey, we'll pay you just to to, to burn farm it down. Route. Yeah, supposedly because of some BS. I don't. I don't even remember what they said. I I can't remember. But we look at you. You know, do you know who the biggest farm owner in the United States is now? Bill Gates.
2: Bill Gates, and he's not even a farmer, and nor probably, is he a doctor.
1: And, and yeah, and and probably second, third, or fourth farm owner, leading farm owner in the United States is China. China. Yeah. And then you know you've got BlackRock and all these massive mm-hmm. corporations, which are also heavily on board with the World Economic Forum stuff, they're also major owners of farmland. And they're ask, starting to buy up farmland. Yeah,
2: and you ask, what is their major job? They're not farmers. <laughs> Bill Gates is not a farmer, nor is he a doctor. Why is he in charge of COVID? And why is he taking all of our farmland from America? Yeah. Same with China. Why are <laughs> we even letting that happen? We're, we're so letting is... China buy our land, and this is our... Foreign adversity, I want to say. Adversary, yeah. yeah.
1: So, you know, um, the Netherlands, they've been dealing with it um, for weeks. Hundreds of thousands of Dutch farmers and their supporters are taking the streets and, and blocking highways uh, to and from major Dutch cities, as well as main distribution arteries between Holland and Germany. Uh, and within Netherlands, disrupting food and other supply chain distribution schemes. Um the Dutch Farmers Rebellion is now getting enforcement from Germany and Switzerland. They are marching with a wanted list on placards of some of these considered as for responsible for the crimes committed over the past two and a half years. Crimes dictated by the Great Reset and the Omni powerful financial cult, the managers of WEF. They have these wanted signs they have Bill Gates on them, Carl Schwab, um, all of these people. You know, these are farmers over in Europe that are, you know, they're they're getting destroyed by the World Economic Forum and mm-hmm. all their bullshit. I wonder when M-
2: George Soros comes in all this. Well, stuff. George I'm Soros. I'm just wondering.
1: George Soros. I haven't heard creates, his name lately. Well, he's, oh, he was there. Um, no, well, I heard his name recently because he's funding the hell out of Democrats here in, in in the United States. You know, especially the extreme left Democrats. He's obviously, we know he funds all mm-hmm. the crazy freaking uh, district attorneys that let all of these criminals go, even right. violent criminals.
2: That's why we got to get the bail, uh reform guy back on the podcast.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and even the northeast of the United States, you know, we experienced an extremely cold winter of 2021, 2022, and that caused hundreds, I mean, hundreds of deaths. And the cold weather strain is blamed on a weaker than usual polar vortex. So Google says the polar vortex is basically a long-lived rotating low-pressure system. And as an example, I add earlier in the year, late 2021, early twenty two twenty two, a weather phenomenon known as a polar vortex chilled North America at record low temperatures. Um. So one of the things that a lot of people are saying are, are these extreme climate occurrences not rather unusual, and this especially under the the merciless narrative of global climate change, global warming, man made climate change, mind you, the climate changes constantly, and and we've talked about it. It's it's been changing over the past exactly. four point five billion years of Mother Earth's existence. We've even, talked about it. Even
2: the last ten years, they've talked about El Niña or El Nino. El Niño,
1: El Niña, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, now it's going to this polarized thing.
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, all, all of these things, these strange occurrences, they they essentially all serve several agendas all at once. I mean, the climate change agenda, uh, actively and carefully prepared for at least 30 years, they've mm-hmm. been talking about this climate change thing. Um, the, the Rio Earth Summit, but in reality, it was already hinted at in the early Club of Rome conferences and reflected in, in, in an important book, which is 1976, Reshaping the International Order. Um, you know, climate change is basically indoctrinated into human brains for the past 30 years.
2: And guess where that stems to? It goes back to the spider web. The spider web is yeah. part of their agenda.
1: Well, and and there's something that, that in, in an article says uh, talking about this whole thing. It's based on human guilt and manipulates human guilt mm-hmm. and benefits from human guilt, a cultural, religious inheritance dating back to the Old Testament. And it works. It's one of the factors contributing to what particularly we Westerners are suffering under, cognitive dishonestance. Our brain doesn't want to accept that we may have been lied to and believed all of our lives is lies. Mm -hmm. According to psychologists, cognitive dissonance is one of the most difficult human afflictions to overcome. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of us can easily deal with the shock of sudden reality hitting, but if we don't, and that is what the evil cult is counting on, we are indeed doomed, falling more and more into the abyss created by them. For the escape will be even more difficult, eventually impossible. I and that, e, that's what we're that's, seeing now. Yeah,
2: I.e., that's mind manipulation. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, it's yeah, it's I mean, using I'm, your there, feelings there in
2: in everything <clears throat> against you know your soul. Everyone has feelings. It's using those feelings against yourself.
1: Well, listen, cognitive dissonance and mass formation psychosis are two very different close, things. Well, well they're, they're different. different but they're, they're different, the same. but they're yeah, they're different yeah. but the same. I mean, cognitive dis- dissonance is essentially, uh, like I said, it's based on guilt. It manipulates human guilt and benefits from human guilt. But the big thing is, is it dates back to the, like I said, the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of the factors that, that our brain doesn't want to accept what is actually going on. We don't want to accept that we've been lied to. It's the same thing with people that even if, even if pe- all the people that have been vaccinated and triple vaccinated and, and quadruple vaccinated, yeah, they and, and don't
3: they, want to accept that
2: they've well,
1: been they're no purchase necessary.
3: Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I'm Not even I gonna look at data. Yeah, because they're like, oh hell no. Because no, I got I'm doing it, the right I did thing. it. So yeah. now I'm, I don't even care.
2: Yeah,
1: and and that's like that's what I mean. Even even the people that voted for this administration and seeing how horribly shitty our country is right now. They're like, well, you know what? Uh, we're just going to pretend like yeah, I didn't gonna vote. Pretend. And, and, and you he, know what? we're going to pretend like he's great.
2: Uh, yeah. And he's so great that we want him to run again. Not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, <laughs> guys, it, it, this is very serious. I mean.
2: But it is mind manipulation. It really is to me.
1: Well, so what, you know, and 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 here's here's kind of to sum it up. The World Economic Forum they're, they're essentially planning to advance their agenda's main targets. Okay. Now, we've, we've heard of the, the 30 by 30 and, mm-hmm. and the 2030, mm-hmm. uh, which is the great reset, like great, great reset. It's supposed to but,
2: happen by 2030. Yeah, but what they're yeah.
1: saying is they want to advance the agenda's main targets to 2025 to 2026, um, which is uh, the, essentially the rush to get the World Health Organization's pandemic treaty, uh oh, and and the pandemic treaty pushed through the World Health Organization General Assembly, even before the earlier target date of effectiveness in twenty twenty four
2: and that's a whole so, other topic that we'd talk about for hours is the the treaty that they're wanting to pass that is terrible for any mankind people, anybody.
1: Well, okay, so... It's horrible. And and we'll we'll quickly discuss this, and then we're going to get off. But the World Health Organization Pandemic Treaty is what is being played out now. It's the disruption and outright destruction of food production, as well as the implementation of a harsh climate agenda. And it fits perfectly with the agenda of the Great Reset. Simultaneously, it also serves uh, to deviate in attention from an even greater uh, tyranny being prepared, the WHO Pandemic Treaty, Although being initiated at the behest of President Biden behind curtains uh, already since December 2021, it flared up and made it briefly to the mainstream only in mid-April 2022. If this diabolical pandemic treaty passes, a two-thirds majority of the WHO Health Assembly, which is a total of 194 member states, it will become international law by which the World Health Organization may override and overrule every countries sovereign health regulation and dictate health policy in every single country in the on world earth, on earth so everyone
2: so the who is going to ha- be in charge of every country
1: yeah so essentially <laughs> so essentially it's, it's like um two-thirds of the law is quietly and silently being amended to a simple majority so it's essentially saying screw two-thirds of your law We don't care about your constitution. We don't care about any of your shit that your country has and your sovereignty. We are now in control of the world. And once this pandemic treaty passes, this is the new world order. We will have globalism. We will have world domination by the elitists. And this is exactly what all the conspiracy theories have always talked about, even though no one thought of the pandemic treaty Mm because it didn't exist then. Right. But they always had to figure out how, and guys, if you want to know why COVID happened, why the pandemic happened, and why they've been planning for this since probably before 2015, but at least we know 2015 simulations are happening, it's because, think about it, the pandemic treaty, it literally gives them the new world order.
2: It does. It Legally. It's basically saying, oh, we're going to, we want your safety over your freedoms. It goes way back to that again. Mm-mm. It does. It, because, it won't
1: even have to do that anymore. They'll yeah, just, I know. The treaty is
2: like, no, you don't even you don't even have a choice or a say. Your country doesn't even have a choice or a say is what yeah. it's saying. We're gonna rule well, the world.
1: Well under under the treaty, the World Health Organization could, for example, declare the common flu as a pandemic and request absolute vax mandates. Um, with a force vax mandate similar to what the world experienced pretty much the past two years. Um Infected people tested with the same flawed and fraudulent PCR test could be injected with deadly toxins, just like under the pretext of COVID nineteen. They could exactly. then, they could then dictate if they go to work, if they don't go to work, uh, if you can access grocery stores. Mm-hmm.
2: That's what I said.
1: What do you is, mean? That's what you said. They're
2: at, they're going over. They they're going to take health over your freedoms. You know the the health organization is going to be at the top, and they're going to say, "What your freedoms are gone." Because this is a safety issue. And so you're mandated to do these things or you don't get these things. That's how they're going to rule over people. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah.
1: I, I wasn't saying. I didn't well, say that like, you didn't no. say anything. No, that's not <laughs> oh, okay. what I said. Okay. No, I didn't say no. I was. Well, that's what it is. I was, I was literally saying, yeah, the pandemic treaty. I was giving an example of mm-hmm. they can do anything. Yeah. I mean, look, and we've seen what our governments can do. Uh, when a pandemic happens. So imagine the World Health Organization. Be I mean, there's a reason that Trump wanted to pull out of the world. Well, he did mm-hmm. pull out the World yeah. Health Organization. He quit funding them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he knew, you know, how bad they actually are. I have no idea. Um, well, he's
2: a, sp- he's a pretty smart guy. I hate to say it, but he is a smart guy.
1: No, he is, but I just, in some things. The, the vaccine thing, I think he, yeah. oh, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. And I really that, but... hope he's not still pushing that. <laughs> um, but he's smart but he's also i mean he's an asshole and he's 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 yeah, he's he also wants very to be
2: number one he's very what's the word
1: i don't know he's very conceited yeah conceited very prideful i mean Narcissist. look I, I think i think what he did for the united states was was a lot of good yeah um is is he is i mean he is smart um but you know with the vaccine thing i think he got kind of ringed into that shit and mm-hmm. they really used him because like i said we've said this before they used him because they knew that he was going to brag and prideful about right. the vaccine right and then so they could get the most amount of people and then he also couldn't come out and say all the horrible things that it might do exactly. or kill you but nor
2: did he get on camera I don't even and take I don't, the vaccination i don't think he did, he I don't didn't. Think he did. because he, he got treated with
1: hydroxychloroquine yeah. and all this shit
2: and a lot of politicians they got on camera and said oh here i'm taking it it's safe trump never did that even though it was his supposedly vaccination that came out so quick
1: no (laughs) no it was just a perfect scenario because number one COVID happening under trump perfect for him because you know they made it look bad for him Mm -hmm. and the vaccine you know well they're like well we will give them the vaccine but because then we'll just know that by any it's it's and we know it's and and we also knew how bad it was yeah Yeah, exactly so it's still under (laughs) trump so trump's it's all trump's fault if you know (laughs) exactly it's all good but guys that's going to do it for this episode of investigate earth podcast um We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, Check us out on Facebook. Uh, Go give us a good rating on Spotify, on wherever you find us. And um, we love each and every one of you. We're going to get through this New World Order shit. We're not going to let it happen. You can't let it happen. You have to stand up to the New World Order. you got to stand up in your country. you got to be vocal. you got to be strong. And we can do this together. Keep spreading the truth. Share our podcast. Let anyone and everyone know who we are because we want them to hear the truth as well. But anyways, until next time, guys, we love you. Peace Peace
2: out. Peace out.